Hi, my name is Chris Little, and I am the host of The Lifestyle Chase. In 2018, I started this show to have meaningful conversations. I've interviewed over a hundred different people, both in and out of the fitness industry. This podcast is something I'm incredibly proud of. Welcome to Season 4. Thanks for joining me. So the next thing that uh, caught my eye just like after we booked this show, and I was like, what amazing timing, was, uh, first of all, the expression, what are we really about in 2022? So let's just start off with that, and I'll bring up the the next part of that after I, I hear what 2022 is about for you. Yeah, the... last year's the past year has been crazy the past month has been insane but i i think like moving into the new year like i just have so much more intention behind my actions like i know kind of what i'm trying to get and i i'm trying to build steps towards those goals and you know if i need to deviate from the plan i will but i kind of have an idea of where I'm trying to get to in 2022. So like my word of 2022 is like intentional, like everything I'm doing, I I think I'm trying to be as intentional as possible. You know, I'm not just throwing stuff to see what sticks anymore. Like I know what the long-term vision is. I know what I want to accomplish in this life. I know what I want to accomplish with moment. And it's just about building things now that help me accomplish that. So if with 2022, there's just so much going on, but we're, producing content like crazy and i'm trying to keep the content uh very layman's terms uh, we're growing the team so that we're helping more people adding uh people to the team that i think will provide super valuable uh, skill set and see things differently that i might not see so like being able to solve more problems now for people that come through a door um other things now that i'm really um, excited for in 2022 is kind of collaborating with other brands and companies that have similar uh, missions. So 2022 is going to be a lot of working with people, a lot of working with brands, companies, and just creating a ton of content. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm going to add in a little middle question here that uh, I've been curious about, because I've seen your social media just like grow astronomically, like your Instagram following. Um, What what contributes to that? Like, I'm not someone who gets hung up over having a whole bunch of followers, but I am someone who sees quality over quantity. And I see you consistently put out a quality effort. And then that translates to a a larger community. So what are the efforts that converted the most as far as like following goes? I think it's meeting people where they're at, right? Like I just recently got on TikTok and I was like, I would never get on TikTok. But, uh, you know, some advisors, business people have said, like, you know, it's a great way to just get your reach out there. So the one thing I would say is, like, don't get too emotional about how your content's delivered as long as it's something that you really stand by. So a lot of people would be like, oh, don't post like exercises for, you know, groin rehab because, you know, you have to take the account the whole person. I'm like, well, I'm not telling them that this is their complete, you know, rehab plan. All I'm telling them is that this is some of the things you might see if you're going to rehab a groin. 
or like these are exercises that you probably should be doing if you're rehabbing a groin and providing as much context as I can in the caption and telling people like the context is in the caption if you want it. So now I can deliver content for people that just might want some examples for their training. And I can provide content that, you know, people might just want a little bit more information on how to incorporate in their training. People that want to dive a little bit deeper. Now we've got like TikTok and it's like people that just want to see exercises. Like what do PTs or like people that work with very performance driven uh, individuals do? Well, this is what we do. This, that's what TikTok's for. I'm not going to try to showcase my evaluation on TikTok. Instagram gets a little bit more, uh, you know, people that might want to learn more. And now we've got LinkedIn and YouTube where it's longer form content. It's like you're sitting down and you might even take notes, but I'm going to show you and explain everything that I do on YouTube and LinkedIn because that's what it's for. So I think the biggest thing with growth is like understanding what the platform is for, what kind of demographic you're reaching and supplying or providing and curating content for that specific demographic and what the platform usage is typically utilized for. So social media is something that I kind of, that's one of the buckets that I have that I put a lot of effort into, but I'm always looking to improve. Um, when you're strategizing like your progressions or you're strategizing your plan of action, like what's your approach? Like, how do you know that you're going in the right direction? How do you like map out your creative, uh, just vision for things? There is no plan, which is crazy. And I, I, I should probably um, become more intricate, right? But I'll, I'll give you an example of like, I just, for me, it's not about doing things that have been done already. It's just doing things that, you know, I want to do. So we have a, a YouTube video coming out. It's me eating three different tacos and debunking three different back pain myths. And it's like, I don't know how I thought about it. I was, you know, I was with my content creator. I'm like, listen, we're going to debug some uh, back pain myths. And I'm like, kind of hungry for some tacos. Like, you want to make this a thing? Like, perfect. We're going to create that video. So that video is currently being processed and we'll upload it on YouTube. Um, I think another way creative wise is like, what problems did I solve this week for people? And let me give the context behind how I solve those problems in the caption. And then another thing would be like, what did I not like on Instagram that I saw? Instead of just like adding more negativity in a space, like, hey, you're a dumb whatever, <laughs> insert curse word, and just arguing, wasting time. How about I use that time and curate content that would be a little bit more informational and more positive? And it would confuse people less, right? Like people don't learn from arguments. People learn from content and having discussions like adults. So those are like my three kind of inspirations. One is just on the fly. One is, um, you know, just what, thinking about the problems I've solved that day or that week. And the third one is like, man, I did not like that post or that narrative. So let me create a content around it. Yeah, well, I mean, your reaction, like that third piece, just seeing something that you don't like and just like using that to inspire your positive um, reaction, I guess, is uh, more people need to do it. Like, to be honest, we... We have opportunities every day to show up to what we're passionate about and to lead by example that sometimes we don't take because we're too like butthurt and we have to like uh, bring somebody else down to the level that we've dropped to. So I hope that uh, people aspiring to be better um, see that there there is inspiration to be taken even from things that frustrate us 
And honestly, like the whole like taco in the YouTube video thing, like that is how it's done. Like you can't over plan things. Like you, you have to kind of be authentic to what you're feeling in the moment to do things that uh, people can latch on to. Like if people can see that you're truly doing what you wanted to do that day, they're going to want to watch it. If they see that you're doing something that you thought people wanted to watch, they're going to hesitate on watching it because they're going to think that you're doing something to, to like manipulate them or something like that. But, uh, the other thing that I wanted to, to highlight and talk about and celebrate truly is, uh, you are working with bodybuilding.com. That's like something that is incredible. I want to hear about it, how it came to be, what you're excited about and what it involves. Yeah. Uh, Bodybuilding.com had reached out um, beginning of like December, I want to say. And I remember, you know, you get those messages on a corner from people that don't, it's not like I, I don't want to say I don't follow Bodybuilding.com. I knew what it was. I just like, uh, it hasn't been something that I've been interested in recently, especially since I started Instagram. So when I saw it, I was like, huh, Bodybuilding.com messaged me. And I was like, oh, wow, they want to talk about opportunities about collaborating so we, you know, scheduled a call and, and it was, uh, they were just talking about how they wanted to create a different image, right? Because bodybuilding.com is typically thought of, of like, hey, supplements, workout plans and stuff like that. But they're trying to make it for everyone, make it more inclusive. If you're a runner, maybe you can benefit from some of the endurance content. If you're in pain and, you know, you can benefit from some of the rehab content. So what I'm doing in collaborating with body, uh, bodybuilding.com is I'm just a coach and I'm curating content for them. And I had one term for that contract. I just wanted autonomy. I didn't want to be told what to put out because that's the biggest thing for me, right? If I collaborate with a brand, I, I, it has to be something that either resonates with me, their mission, or it's got to be something I use all the time. So if I put something on my story, it's something I truly believe in. And if I, you know, had the opportunity to collaborate with a bigger brand and it, it was like, okay, you have to do these posts and say this narrative, it would be a no for me. Because to me, that's, again, just short-term thinking. Like, yeah, maybe financially I'm better in the next month or two. But now I'm thinking like, man, there might be thousands of people consuming this content. And it doesn't represent who I am. And it doesn't rep represent the, what I want people to believe about themselves. So it's not worth it for me. So I'm really excited to work with bodybuilding.com because the person that's in charge of all the marketing is very forward thinking. She's like, you know, we know you're one, you've been doing this, you own your own practice, and you've helped a lot of people that deal with serious issues. So you're the expert. We're not the expert. We're just here to support you and amplify your, your message. So I'm, I'm pumped about that. And, you know, bodybuilding.com is something that really is special to me because like that's how I got into training. Um, I was 115 pounds my senior year of high school. And I told myself, I was like, I'm going to be in that bodybuilding show at the end of the year that the wrestling coach hosted. And I used all like the templates, the articles I read, bought supplements for bodybuilder.com. And, you know, I bulked up to like 145 pounds and I stepped on stage and like uh, <laughs> posing and doing all that stuff. So it, it was just a really cool moment. I messaged my like little friend group I had. I'm like, dude, this is where we got our workouts in college. <laughs> like, this is it. 
Well, I mean, it, it's huge. Like, honestly, when I was first getting certified to be a trainer, like, I would reference bodybuilding.com to, like, look at, like, different exercise selection and get uh, some demo videos if I wanted to, to show a client, like, what I was meaning. Like, it's probably been something that's been influential in some capacity for a lot of people in the fitness industry. Um, but in reference to your new projects, everything that's coming down the pipeline for 2022, um, something that was top of mind as I was getting ready to uh, hop on this call today was uh, vision and goals. Like I'm a big Lululemon person. I've worked with them on and off over the years. I've gotten to do some collaborations with them and I've gotten to take part in about five different vision and goals events. And I've, what I've really gotten out of it is, uh, the opportunity to actually deliver on the goals that I've set out to do. I imagine for yourself, you must have some kind of goal that you set for yourself and some strategy for finding it and some structure for going towards that. Is, is that, uh, something that you do or, or, or what? I think I've done it loosely prior in the past, but this is the first year where I'm putting pen to paper. Now I've written stuff down, but like this is the year where I'm like, I'm planning it. This is like what I want to get by quarter one. This is what I want to get by quarter two. Uh, this is like certain things I want to be able to like, I have this crazy goal because I love sneakers, but at the end of this year, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm going to collaborate on Nike with a sneaker and I just, I don't know. Like, I just have this arbitrary goal. Then there's like real goals, you know, like business goals. Then there's like life goals. But this is the first year where I'm really considering like a plan mm -hmm. and learning like how to, how to like have the right people in, you know, that I work with people in my life to help execute on that plan. Cause I know I just won't be able to do all this stuff on my own. Like I need, I need support. Well, I mean, when you're creating your plan, what does that look like physically? Like, do you have a notebook, a spreadsheet, a painting that you make? Like, uh, take me through the process. <laughs> yeah, I kind of break down like, you know, what I want to be able to do by the end of the year. Then I break it down into the quarters. So there are like more vanity stuff, like getting a certain amount of followers on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, YouTube and stuff. But the truth is, like, if you're putting out content, there's a degree of, like, wanting to know if your content's effective. And in the day and age that we're kind of working with right now, it's like, are you getting leads and are you getting more followers? So there's, like, certain measures that I want for the next, um, like, four quarters that I'm just looking at. Um, personally, business-wise, like, I want to be able to – we're onboarding a new physical therapist. So I want him to be at a full caseload by a certain amount of time. Um, I'll sell out ideally the mentorships every quarter and every single quarter, we're just going to be doing a new charity of some sort. So the first quarter is we're building gyms in underfunded Asian uh, community centers in Brooklyn. Um, the second charity, I kind of already have a thought, but we're probably going to be shipping a bunch of brand new geese to underserved uh, Brazilian cities and towns where they can't afford geese to do jujitsu. So kids that come from families but not without any money, we're going to ship some geese there. Um, and then quarter three, quarter four, we'll find out. But I just want to make sure that, you know, things are going well business-wise. And I know if things go well business-wise, I can keep putting stuff back in the community and feel less uh, scared about it from a financial lens because 
I don't want to forget where I came from, you know, like I didn't grow up with the best stuff, but I always, I want to be able to support like inner city kids. I want to be able to support people that don't have a voice for themselves and give them things that they might not be able to get otherwise. I love that. I mean, I think that's important. It's something like for me, when I say I don't want to forget where I came from, I think back to people who have uh, inspired me over the years. And I think back to um, people who have uh, like reached out a hand to help me like level up to instill more knowledge in me or more confidence. So I'm glad that those are like things that we have in common. I think that's important for people to to instill in themselves. Um, as we wrap this episode up, and honestly, I hope that if somebody's tuning into this one, that they've listened to all four segments. But uh, what's what's like a piece of advice that you have um, for someone that they could use tomorrow that would be, in your opinion, uh, meaningful and transformational? Share your story. I think there's um, there's always someone that's going to benefit from sharing your story, right? And like whatever your identity is, you know, I've had people come up to me before it and they're like, you know, I have no story. And I'm like, that's the story. <laughs> You're someone without a story that's trying to create a story, you know, but otherwise, like, I, I just think you have to, and it's, you got to play the game and the game right now is creating content and curating content and everyone's a brand and everyone's like a media company. And the quicker, I think we latch onto that, the quicker, um, I don't want to say you'll get ahead because it's not like some sort of race, but I think more opportunities arise when you, you know, seek out ways to create and, and do things in your field that other people might not be doing, you know, and it, it's sometimes it's just the risk. I might be eating three tacos and telling three back pain myths and there might be only two people that watch it. But also at, at the end of the day, I'm like, I had fun making that content. So don't be afraid to just uh, tell your story and, make sure to have fun while doing it. I think that's the most important part. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean that little piece that you left there with like, what if two people watch the video? Like I've been doing this podcast for years now and I, I haven't hit my stride yet, but I have faith in the process. My eyes are on the prize. And like one day someone is going to stumble across this and they're going to listen to more than one episode. And then they might tell someone about one of those episodes. And then that ripple effect will have made all of those years of work worth it. So I hope that people take that advice. One more thing that I'm going to ask you that kind of popped into my head as we're talking about the momentum of 2022. Let's say that things fall off track and they don't go as planned. Who in your life helps you, pulls you back up and says, look, man, like get back after it. Like, you know what you came to do. Go do it. That's got to be a toss-up between my girlfriend and my dog. <laughs> so how is it your dog? Like, I know dogs are, like, we don't deserve dogs. They're so incredible to, like, how they can impact a person's, like, well-being and morale. But, like, uh, well, just uh, explain both cases. I understand totally how they would be, like, your closest supports. But uh, let, let's kind of hear about how they've helped you in the past. Yeah, I mean, my, I have this, like, unrealistic belief in myself and I'm very uh, overly uh, positive, optimistic kind of person. And sometimes I can get down on myself. My girlfriend is probably like more realistic. I'm unrealistic, positive and very optimistic about stuff. My girlfriend's a little bit more unrealistic uh, and like, hey, like that probably won't happen the way you're, you're probably going to tell yourself. But I just do it anyway. 
but I think she has like, especially like this past year, like just more belief in me. You know, I'm that friend or that person that you know that has a new idea every day, and it almost like annoys you. But I think for the first time in my life, it's like I'm. I feel like I'm doing something that's bigger than myself. Like I'm not doing it just for me anymore, so I could, you know, buy a new pair of sneakers or put myself in a better financial situation. Like to go back to the point of like maybe two people watch that taco video. If they watch that video, they feel better about their back pain and they decide to avoid surgery and they live better. That was way worth paying the content creator and doing that video. So I think, you know, if anyone's going to pull me out of it, it's going to be probably my girlfriend. Like she's supporting me all the time and she knows I can be absolutely ridiculous sometimes in the things I want to do, but she's always there. And, you know, in terms of my dog, like if you're a dog owner, you know, like they, they can't, they can't talk to you as a human, but they could talk to you. And they're just like, uh, just so cool to come home to like, it's just so cool to come home to someone or somebody that really just is happy to see you. And I feel like when you think about it from like a big picture perspective, like doesn't matter how many followers, doesn't matter how successful everything is uh, from a, you know, external perspective. Like when you come home, are you happy to be home? Are the people happy to see you home? And can you just enjoy a life without those things? And I think, that's super, super important too. I love that. And honestly, you're going to probably get some dog owner trainers crying with that little anecdote there. But uh, to keep us on track for time and to be respectful of your time, um, how do you want people to find you? Like, I'm going to have all your Instagram stuff attached. There's if they look on YouTube, your handle is going to be over your, uh, your video feed there. But uh, how do you want people to track you down? Yeah, I think the best way to kind of uh, track me down, which is kind of be through Instagram at Chen. you'll see what kind of coffee I'm drinking, what kind of beer I'm drinking and food I'm eating or just everyday kind of stuff. So that's where I typically am the most active. That's awesome. And I mean, like there's been genuinely so many takeaways in this episode. So I just want to say thank you for making the time to be on the show. And I hope people go and check it out and like take notes because there's going to be a lot of nuggets to uh, learn from.